Hey there, Mama. My name is Alicia Gregg, Mama for lover of the word and my Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm the host of this podcast, Journey to Bravery. Welcome to episode 25. I pray that as you listen today, Father refreshes you with new insight and encouragement for this walk of motherhood. Last week, my oldest son Noah came on and answered some pretty tough questions about sin. Today, I'm going to answer those same questions. And next week, I hope you'll tune in because I'm going to take this discussion a little deeper and talk about the how and why our kids need to have a clear and deep understanding of sin. And I'm going to be referencing a lot of scripture in this episode because that's where all the answers are found. (laughs) The translation that I'm primarily going to be using is ICB, which is the International Children's Bible Translation in your Bible app. And I'm specifically using this one because it really helps me to explain it to my children in a way they can understand it. It's so easy for me to use words and terminology that confuses them. So this just helps me develop a language that their little growing minds will understand. The first question I asked Noah was, what is sin? First John 3, 4, when a person sins, he breaks God's law. So simple. And then it begs the question, well, what is God's law? And we can find that in the book of Exodus chapter 20. And it's the Ten Commandments given to Moses by God as like a roadmap to understand when we are acting rebellious towards God and to help us understand how we should live and when we are in sin because God's standard of good is so much higher than ours. So we need a little help. The Ten Commandments are, one, you must not have any other gods except me. You must not make for yourselves any idols. You must not take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Honor your mother and your father. You shall not murder. And that includes having hate in your heart for someone else. You shall not commit adultery. That also includes the intentions of the heart. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And you shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's. Now, in Matthew 22, Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. In John 13, 34, Jesus says, I give you a new command, love each other. You must love each other as I have loved you. And this new command is not to replace the Ten Commandments, but to reinforce it. Because if we truly love God with everything we have and love people like Jesus loves us, we fulfill the law. We won't bring dishonor to our parents or commit adultery, covet our neighbor or use God's name in vain because our deep love for him and others keeps us from sinning against them and wanting to do those things. It keeps us in obedience. John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Second question was, why is sin bad? 
Isaiah 59.2. Again, this is in the ICB translation in case you're wondering why it sounds just a little bit different. It is your evil that has separated you from God for your sins cause him to turn away from you and then he does not hear you. This is one of many reasons repentance is so important. It's not a one-time salvation thing, but a daily thing to reconcile my relationship with God um, when I'm in sin and slipping away from him. An opportunity to receive his grace and also grow in my awareness of sin and my willingness to turn from it. To live a life separated from my loving creator is a very scary thought. Question number three, how do you know if you're sinning? Again, the Ten Commandments give a simple breakdown that we can easily reference of what God expects of us and how he wants us to behave. James 4.17, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Also in John 16 verse 8, Jesus says, and when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So not only do we have a tangible reference with the Ten Commandments, but we have the Holy Spirit in us who will convict us along the way and teach us right from wrong. He will be our guide to show us what is pleasing to God and what's not. Fourth question, what happens when we sin? Ephesians 4.27 says, do not give the enemy a foothold. If the enemy can get us to sin, he can start a cycle of disobedience and rebellion towards God. James 4, 7 says to resist the enemy and he will flee from you. If we give in to sin and don't acknowledge it with repentance, we are giving the enemy a foothold in our life. And that never leads to anything good from my experience. It actually begins to weaken us because we become separated from God, the source of life and light. And we start to slowly get dragged into darkness, isolation. We're defenseless, depressed, and defeated. And that is exactly where the enemy wants us. If he can get us to sin once and then again and again and so on. Also, what happens when we sin, uh, to put it plainly, as scripture does in Romans 6.23, the payment for sin is death. We have to face death because of our sin. That is the ultimate punishment and the ultimate consequence for what happens when we sin. Fifth question. How does it make you feel? And I'm going to piggyback a little bit off my son's answer. He said when he sins, he gets this feeling of guilt and shame. And sometimes it's so strong that he never wants to do it again. Jeremiah 6.15 says they should be ashamed of the terrible way they act, but they are not ashamed at all. 
they don't even know how to blush about their sins. So they will fall along with everyone else. Now, I know guilt and shame are things we consider to be bad, but that's because we live with them and we're not supposed to. I lived with shame most of my life because of the childhood abuse that I experienced, but this is not God's design to let shame and guilt shape us and live in us. It's a feeling that comes and goes and God uses it to help us identify sin and also feel remorseful. So we don't want to do that same bad behavior. So we repent and receive his mercy instead, which then washes away the guilt and shame. Matthew 3, 18, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Noah also said that we need to feel this feeling because if we don't, we will just keep doing bad things. And 1 John 3, 6 says, So the person who lives in Christ does not go on sinning. For he who goes on sinning has never really understood Christ and has never known him. So we can teach our children and even remind ourselves that this feeling of guilt is God's way of helping us turn away from our sin and back to him. It's because he is in us helping us do what is right, helping us not want to continue on with sin. We don't want to be like the people Jeremiah was talking about, that they didn't feel ashamed for the way they acted and fall because of it. Question number six, what did God do about sin? John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but rather that the world might be saved through him. I want to follow that verse up with John 10, 17. Again, this is the ICB translation. The father loves me because I give my life. I give my life so that I can take it back up again. No one takes it from me. I give my own life freely. And then lastly, what God has done about this awful consequence of sin that we find ourselves so hopeless in is John 5, 24. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life and that my brave sisters is the good news of the gospel question number seven and this is the last one what must we do to be washed clean of sin and saved by jesus and my son said it simply repent we have to repent of our sins to have them washed clean. We must confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord and believe with our hearts. Let me give you some scripture for that. Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Acts 3, 19. Repent then and turn to God that your sins may be wiped out out. 
that times of refreshing might come from the Lord. Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Lastly, and very similar to the one that I just shared is Romans 10, 10. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. It is such good news, mamas. So that's all for today. I hope that you enjoyed this little segment. I know I always enjoy being so wrapped up in scripture, in God's word, because it truly is life-giving and refreshing and empowering. Next week, I will have a follow-up to this message where I'll talk more about how to teach our kiddos about sin and why why it's so important for them to really have a clear picture and understand it with their hearts. So be sure to subscribe and you'll get notified every Monday when a new episode airs. Also, I want to ask a huge favor of you, Mama. Would you just take two minutes to leave me a review on this podcast? I would be absolutely thrilled to hear from you. Until next week, Mamas, be brave.